Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects with sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. What up, doe? Welcome back to Talk That Shit Podcast. I mean, back, I'm in the back another week, you know, damn, two weeks. Wow, my bad. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. the tequila's already kicked in. That's right. What's up, people? Happy Cinco de Mayo. I got my Modelo sitting here ready. Uh, no uh, disrespect to those of you who may have your Corona in hand or a, <laughs> or, or a, ta- or a taco or anything else associated with uh, Cinco de Mayo. Let me stop before Dandridge get on me for saying something inappropriate so yeah you about to be a culture vulture in a minute it's you tiptoeing down there uh, i mean you know if you can't say modelo corona and taco on cinco de mayo i don't know what the fuck else you can say yeah but that's not what cinco de mayo is about it's um been appropriated by white folks cinco de mayo is very much about obviously the mexico mexico's winning over the french over the french and there's liberation, but I get the whole, you know, pagan way we're going to celebrate it. You just took all the joy out of me taking this fucking shot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, all the joy, all this, this, all this, <laughs> here, 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 take the shot. I don't need shit here. here. <laughs> hey, like, like my man said, black folks don't need a reason to celebrate. Yeah, I like got being my- alive is enough for celebration. So. I had a damn sombrero on and everything. <laughs> right here. Hey, Here, I just I need, Kimmy Chagas. <laughs> I don't need that either. Went down to Southwest Detroit, got us some good, mm-hmm. good old Mexican food. And now, some did. of my favorite places is down there off I seventy five. Yes, indeed. Well, I, I'm I'm a regular VIP at Social Milkos. Oh man, well, I mean, you know, margarita pictures, book girl, margarita pictures. However, Breeze <laughs> can tell you, I got a taco spot down here. Oh yeah. That mug is the truth. Got that a taco spot that yeah. you would never think. But anyway. Gas station. Yeah, yep. I thought we were about to get jacked. <laughs> really, I would sleep. I would dead sleep. Like, no, gee, no, no. Man, he said, that's how you get that taco up in. Those are the best ones. 
That mug gave me life. Life. I felt like I was born again. I came out second. <laughs> I came out singing, if not by the blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. What's it what we hey, what's been on this week? What are we talking about? Well, let's see. We did have the uh the NFL draft happen this weekend. Oh yeah. Um yeah. and you know, as most of the listeners know, I'm a Lions fan. I divorced them quite some time ago, but then like a bad relationship, I just I got back in it. And uh <laughs> every time I try to leave, some keeps pulling me back. I don't know what it is. But nonetheless, the draft was this weekend and uh I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was kind of interesting because this was the first year. Well, not the first year. This was the first time pre-COVID or post-COVID, I should say, that uh, the draft kind of went back to normal, meaning that you had live audience. You had, you know, the, the young men who were getting drafted in attendance and they could walk up to the stage and, you know, shake Roger Goodell's hand and hear the reaction from the crowd and cheer and so forth, as opposed to last year, which was kind of a throwback to drafts in the past where everybody was at home. Hell, you had Roger Goodell and his, uh, and his comforter sitting there chilling, smoking a stogie with a glass of glass of brandy <laughs> as he, as he announced the picks. But, uh, you know, we can, we can talk about that. Cause I thought that was, a uh, I don't know. I thought I it was kinda... like it. Yeah. I, I like, I did like, I watched the draft last year and I, I enjoyed some of the intimacy that you saw because you got to see the coaches and their staff and very much their personal spaces. And so I, I did like that. It was very intimate. And then you had all, you know, the coaches, they were in their palatial estates. And, and then there was like Bill Belichick. Like if you remember the draft from last year, he was like sitting at this chess table with like these wicker chairs. It really looked like Bill was doing the draft from like a safe house. Like he was <laughs> some type of witness protection program. And when the screen, he had this dog that showed up and the dog started sitting in the seat and he had these three like old school laptops. Um, it was very strange. I couldn't understand it, but I for sure did. I liked the intimacy of seeing them and the way that they had to adapt. But this year was cool too. I don't think they invited everyone to the draft. Wasn't it just a couple likely first round picks well, that they invited? Yeah, yeah. It's just usually, usually it's just the first round picks that they invite. But you know, it's Bill. Bill might not have been drafted anybody. He might have been trading cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> For all we know. Yeah. yeah. They just caught him on TV. But no, yeah, it's that's that's usually what it is. But you know, I just I like to see, I don't know. I think seeing the natural reaction of of uh the young men and their families in their, you know, in the, in their home environment with their friends and family, with their friends and family around. I, like I don't know. It's something about that. Something about were, seeing were, that. Were those were those friends around though? Because it was a generous amount of memes going around after the um draft when players was getting drafted and how they was walking out the room like I don't know none of y'all. Well, um, <laughs> shit. They, well, well, they that's I, yeah. But the funny <laughs> part is, like I said, I felt like everybody. I like to see the reaction because even even cousin uh cousin Nico in the background be like, hell yeah, we just hit the jackpot. <laughs> Hell yeah. Even though cousin Nico might not be getting the damn thing, but everybody everybody celebrate like they won the lotto. Right. <laughs> but it is a community celebration. I mean, you have to imagine that, yeah, you got your beggars and your hanger ons, 
But you have to imagine that in many of these instances, not all of them, but many of these instances, these young men are able to change their lives and the lives of people around them. So I can see it being a communal celebration for sure. I thought it'd be a communal celebration because you're like, hey, somebody made it out the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you just proud of that fact. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think. Now, now, discussion for a whole nother day and a whole nother topic, mm-hmm. though, would be the juxtaposition between the reaction in the black households <laughs> kids who right. are drafted yeah. and the reaction in the white households of kids who are drafted. <laughs> but two but, different things. but that's a whole that's a whole, yeah. whole, whole topic. But now yeah. one thing that is always interesting at the draft when it is when is when folks actually have to show up and walk on stage is the damn outfits. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. And so this draft also had no shortage of such outfits. So I found it. I found them very interesting, the fashion. I mean, I, um, I'm i all for it. Well, let me just say this. I have come to embrace the slimmer fit to a certain extent now. <laughs> however, however, you're not going to ever catch me in those spandex suit pants with no socks on. <laughs> but you have to know that athletes in general are some of the gaudiest offenders of fashion. I mean, just the gaudiest. And what it, it's, it transcends all sports. It does not matter. There's some type of athlete code that is like when you become an athlete, you have to be offensive in what you wear. And the NFL and the draft was no exception to that. I remember I was thinking about this and I remember Dante Fowler and um as he was in his 15 or 16 draft and he was just in this awful suit with these red lapels and it was just awful and when you fast forward and they're still making these fashion faux pas and you wonder who is dressing them and what's the like what's happening here and nobody's pants at the 21 draft except for non-black people went down past their ankles like it was a no socks (laughs) no socks skinny pant kind of and these aren't small men right these are right 250 pound you know individuals and so it's just very interesting to see the design choice and how fashion has evolved but I, I did think that there were some that jumped out at me and I really liked um the gentleman out of Michigan who did his as a oh, he paid homage to Chadwick Boseman and he had it was like with the Wakanda sort of theme and the Black Panther pieces. And what I didn't know until um, they mentioned it was that another former athlete, Adonis Jennings, helped him create some of that for the draft. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, that was nice. That was nice, yeah. I, um, you know, I think that was uh, Jamar Chase who had, (laughs) that was who you would talk about I think who kind of like ghosted his family. Everybody got up start cheering. <laughs> yeah, for they sure did. And he uh he walked his ass out like Philip Michael Thomas in Miami Vice with his damn sunglasses on and kept mm-hmm. it moving. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but you know, it was a Twitter meme going around about Jamar Chase talking about he decided to play Halloween and show up like Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh he did look very Lamar Jackson-esque. Which That's I don't cool. know. That Florida boy just really bothers me. I don't understand why he won't do something with his hair. It just I, I just haven't been able to figure it out. He's just proud of um, what he is. He doesn't care about his hair. 
He, he is cool not with his hair. Like uh, what's old girl name? Old girl Indiari. He ain't Indiari. He is not his hair. Okay. I mean, he cool. He cool <laughs> with Kodak Black. So that should tell you everything ah, you need to know in terms of hair. <laughs> That's why. Um, yeah. I- I don't know. It was, I mean, it was interesting. It was interesting to watch them and, you know, they're, it's very much a fashion show. So when you think about it, um, you had the gentleman who had the PS2 chain, you know, Pastor Tang, he was out there. And I think one of the things I noticed about the draft is this one had a couple father-son duos because um, obviously he's a junior and then Asante Samuels was one too. So that was really cool. I think there was another one, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, Joe Horn and J.C. Horn. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, but the 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 PS2 chain, it was cool. I don't know if you all got a chance to see it, but I I thought whoever designed it and just the play on his initials as it you know as it plays against the PlayStation, it was a real. It was dope. I did Give like. Give me a deal. I saw, it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I ain't gonna tell you no story. This shit didn't register with me till now. So <laughs> you didn't know what it was. <laughs> didn't even hit me. Didn't hit me. Oh come oh, on. <laughs> Instantly, I, I'm really disappointed that <laughs> it I took didn't remember you. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed in you, just to be sure. The other one that I was looking at was Devonta Smith from out of Alabama. Oh, he, yeah. but he likes to build himself as a fashion guy anyway. Because um, they were talking about him and that he had he's all, he's already signed a, a clothing deal with Dick Sports. Wow. And, but he, if you remember, this, it was like a robe, and it had. And I don't like things that tie he up. Signed, did he sign with Dick Sports or did he sign with Oshkosh Bagash? Because he only weighed 165. <laughs> Is he that small? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just trying to see. I know he's a receiver. He's a receiver. Now, he's, now he's a fast, receiver. Yeah. Now he's fast as hell. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. So let me yeah, not. I know he won like, I, I ain't going to clown him like that. But I'm still, he, he, he is a slender fella. Well, he had to be <laughs> dynamic because they don't typically get a Heisman to someone that's not a quarterback. You don't usually no. see that. Not to say well, that it true. doesn't happen. You yeah, just don't usually true. see it. That's true. That's true. I think yeah. I think this was a unique season though too. So that had a lot to do with it. But I but you but you're right. I'm that's still. Did that sound like shade? What do you mean a unique season? That felt like shade. No, I'm saying it was a unique season in the sense that not everybody played every game. The games got canceled. Sometimes folks couldn't play. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying unique season as in like he shouldn't have won the Heisman. He didn't deserve it. I'm just saying it was a. It it probably gave a receiver or a non-quarterback a better opportunity to win the high school. That's all. That sounds, that sounds like shade. Yeah. <laughs> all I got to say, uh, your dad just proud because he was up there broke down that a quarterback usually wins the high school. I'm like, wow. I'm sorry, Dad. No. Props on that one. You, that's the most sexist. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get rid well, of you all can't even get, that sexist. You can't, you can't even. 
You can't even give her props. So she, right, so I can't give her props. I said, that's what's up. That was dope that you knew that. I mean, why you didn't say it was dope that Gerald knew? Okay. Because they're, uh, why did, because, uh, 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 you already know that women do not follow sports as much as men. Ironically enough, the NFL will tell you that its largest fan base is women. Yeah, okay. But how many how many women that follow the sports know the stats? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not, not being, I'm just being honest. There's girls that go to baseball games and basketball games, but couldn't tell you who got a double-double. Come on, now. They couldn't tell you who was on an all-defensive team. Come on, now. Let's be honest about that. You know why women that won't know that? Because men don't know it either. So, nah. Yeah, caught you. Yeah. <laughs> and to that, I say... Telemundo. Well, I, I feel like to not, I, I appreciate the credit, but I think I remembered it and it stuck out of my head because I remember when Charles Woodson won the Heisman yes. and they made all of this, um, like, hell of a little about the fact that he won the Heisman and was not a quarterback. And that was something yeah. that always stuck out to me. That oh, then they are quarterbacks are must be the dominant you know force that wins these things. And as I followed it over the years since Woodson won, it was very much tradition to that that it was quarterbacks that will win typically year after year. And you know who he wanted, what quarterback he wanted over, right? Yeah, yeah. wasn't he? Was it? It was. Um, I remember this this picture. Was it Moss? Randy Moss? Yeah. No. yeah. And he said he said quarterback. Quarterback, though. quarterback. Oh, I don't know who he wanted over. The great white hope of uh Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning? Yes. That's yeah. what I remember. That's what I remember funny. Randy Moss being. Oh, you said quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah. That was so but funny. I, Chuck was like, Chuck looked up like, oh, that was <laughs> Peyton but who he was. But I don't know if I don't know if we can call Peyton the Great White Hope, though. No, no, great I white- said, yeah, yeah, Great White Hope insinuates that he wasn't cold. And oh no, that's the ball game. Nah, yeah, that's Ty Detmer who's the Great White Hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Dino Toretta. Nah, hey. Right. One of the one of one of the things though, that's from a from a fashion perspective, too, is you know, a lot of times the fashion that you see from athletes, it, it crosses over or it has kind of come from hip hop. Right. And, you know, in, in, in light of, uh, in light of some of the most, unfortunately, we just, we, we lost a couple of hip hop legends here in a short period of time. Prince Marky D ecstasy from Houdini shot. G just recently died black Rob. And of course, you know, DMX. So, you know, it, it kind of led me, I kind of started thinking, though, just about how fashion, you know, influences hip-hop, which then kind of made me think of my, my homeboy Puffy and Bad Boy. Eh, 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 eh. Can't stop, won't stop, Bad Boy. Shine love. <laughs> can't, can't, can't stop, won't stop. But, but one of the things, though, that made me, I didn't just think about Puffy, though. I thought about, the, the question came to mind, is bad boy cursed or is there a bad boy curse? Man, you got to, that's one of the most interesting questions right there because here's the funny thing about it. Name someone that got successful and stayed successful from bad boy besides Diddy. 
that's why I said it's <laughs> that's why I said it's an interesting interesting topic. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, it's kind of hard to ignore that it may be something going on. Because uh, I mean, think about it: Craig Mack no longer with us, Biggie no longer with us, Black Rob no longer with us. I mean, yeah. It's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. So I, if, I, I, if you think they're cursed, what do you think the curse is attributed to? Puffy must be dancing with the devil or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he left he, if the, he left his car on, on Howard Howard's campus and never came back to it. And then he ended up working with Andre Harrell. And then all of a sudden, he got fired from Andre Harrell. And next thing you know, he just... Eh, eh, <laughs> can't stop so i don't know who know i mean i don't know but, but they did have some dynamic um artists on the bad boy label i don't know where many of them are well shine is in yeah. jail or is he out of jail now no he's out now but yeah, there out. you go you you answered your own question they had some dynamic artists that you don't know where the hell they are now right is, and, is may still a preacher as far as i know, we know. <laughs> i don't even know but here's what's so crazy. Listen to this, listen to this craziness. Okay, Craig Mack, the bad boy first artist, never had a second album. <laughs> Biggie, he had a second album, you know what I'm saying? But, then, but, he, wasn't, but he wasn't alive for it. But wasn't it, well, it was done after he died, right? Yeah, he wasn't alive for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It did, um, let's see. They didn't start, people didn't start making two or three albums to like, what was it? One, two, oh, no, May second album wasn't no bad boy, was it? I think Mace it may have been. Second album? I didn't there even know Mace had there, a second there, album. Once again, thank you. Here it is. <laughs> second album. He had a second album. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? They didn't start doing it. Man, it's totally the only one that had I knew he album. had Harlem World, which was his breakout album, which is, you know, what put him on the map. And then, did he have another one? I got to think through this yeah. for a second. Yeah, welcome back. To, welcome back. I might back. have to go to the, to the Google. Welcome back. You remember that? Was that an album or just a single? <laughs> the, the, the album's called Welcome Back. I think it was called I'm Welcome Back. He did have a second Welcome album. Back. It was called, he had three albums, actually. It was called, the second one was called Double Up. Double Up, that's it. Yep. It the came out in 99. And then he did one in 2004 called Welcome Back. Yeah, dang. I definitely don't remember. I remember the song you talked about, Free, but I definitely don't remember that album in 2004. Well, yeah. he didn't come back, so that must have just been a cold welcome. <laughs> That yeah, never it was. Happened. Show. that <laughs> never happened and i just i mean i think that there are other artists that have tried to hold diddy accountable i mean you feel i mean think about it, like Nas puts a line in his song about i don't like how diddy did shine right and you hear yeah. these artists that try to hold him accountable for how he's interacting in these spaces but he seemed to be untouchable he's a mask awoke and he's continued to be seen as a, a person that's revered in the music industry. But and I mean, you know, think about it, y'all. Yo, it's just, I mean, none of his artists amount, he would probably say that it was, you know, it was will and skill and had nothing to do with him. If you ask him, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we just touching the surface, though. I mean, when we started talking about arts, like, total. Yep. Total did total didn't reach the levels that I, I mean, you know, based on how they came out. Oh, oh right. You know, yeah, what happened with them? Yeah, but I mean, what, what what girl or boy group 
do you know other than like the Beatles and maybe the Maroon 5 actually is able to ascend? I'm talking about post Motown era is able to ascend and have longevity like that. Boys to men. That's one. <laughs> uh, new edition. Now, come on now. They had longevity. You said longevity. Well, they album, what that album just came out, they brought in something else out in 2019. So run, we're run. So I mean, they still going strong though. If new edition can still release an album next week and, and people will buy it. New edition performs at St. Andrews Hall. So Who's I don't that? think that that counts. Who? Um and new edition. New edition never performed no St. Andrews Hall, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try to hold him like that. They sell out yeah. Shane Park every year. Stop playing. <laughs> they sell they they sell out larger venues than yeah, that. Yeah, she trying to hold new edition. The greatest boy band group ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> But again, I'm just—I'm not suggesting that. But I'm thinking in terms of girl group, boy bands. I mean, their shelf life is—is is that of an NFL player in many ways? Okay. That's what, what about did, that's what, what about Edition did? Do Edition had seven albums? What about G Depp? Oh, G Depp, he was gone. Oh, Black Rob only one album, and then Black Rob said he went to the streets. Rest in peace, though. Um, well, uh, so I think, but wait a minute, though. Boom, I think that that's the boom. important part that we're not talking about, though. I think a lot of these artists, that was the issue that they weren't when they did come out and speak, whether it was 112 or Total, it was very much that they weren't getting paid. So the money was coming in, but they weren't getting paid. So I think when you talk about Black Robson, I have to go to the streets. Think about it. He came out to mass fanfare. And credible sales, and I'm sure it was, but no, they were all getting um, the Jerry deal that NWA got, and that was the that was that was always what you were hearing that Puffy don't pay pay his people. So damn, Puffy is Jerry Heller. <laughs> damn, I wasn't suggesting that. Um, AKA Paul, AKA Paul Giamatti. <laughs> but you heard about that, right? It ain't true, Puff. True. Yeah, but you you that's that was the word that people weren't getting they weren't getting paid and it was like here's the deal and you have to think about it when these these individuals are young they're usually young people they're usually people has been trying to get a deal everybody doesn't have you know beyonce's daddy to be there to navigate for them and make sure they get the best deal and so they're usually signing what's in front of them because they're getting flashed with money that really don't matter. They don't know that until it's too late, right? So you're getting paid $2 per song. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And everybody else is eating off of you. You don't know that. Dude, it's, you don't even get time for a song. That money, get, he ain't recouped his money yet. They, they flashed $250,000 in front of your face. They sign here. What you don't understand is that's an advance on the money that's not earned yet. And then the other part that's crazy is if you don't sell enough, you got to pay that money back because that's based on projected sales. If they say, hey, we project you to sell go gold, we're giving you this $250,000 
right now. But if you don't go gold, you're going to have to pay us X amount back because this is projected upon what you're going to sell. If you don't reach that mark, the money we advanced you, you're going to pay us back. Yeah, I think 250000 is probably generous in, in the early well, 2000 days. I don't think they was getting nah, I think, dude, I think I think that wasn't generous back then. I think, like, see, the thing is, NWA was 50000 You know what I'm saying? In the 2000s, they was, remember, May signed for a million dollars. May flew back from Atlanta and signed with Puff for a million dollars. That Jermaine Dupree was going to sign with so-so death. So, that was it. With that million dollars, wasn't that wasn't a signer bonus? That was an advance. Sure. Luckily, went went double platinum. You know what I'm saying? But boy, if he didn't, whoo-hoo. but think about it. I mean, the, the real tragedy is I would imagine that Puffy or Bad Boy Records probably likely owns most, if not all, of these masters. So they continue oh, to yeah. think about Black Rob die, right? You know what happens yeah. when an artist dies, what happens to their or music. downloads. Yep, people yep. download, they stream it, they do whatever. I mean, yep. Biggie will forever be um, some on someone's playlist until Puffy benefits from that. And what's, what's the responsibility to those artists? And well, think... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said a couple years ago, you heard Tiana come out saying Puffy and do it did nothing for her. Yeah, I heard and that. Yeah. His daughter, you know, she was like, he's done nothing for me but capitalize off my off my father. Yep. Yeah. And I think I think the thing that makes it so not necessarily unbelievable, but especially in Detroit in the in the two thousands, you know, Puffy would would show up in the city and you'd hear tales of him being at a club or at a restaurant, at a bar or whatever, and he done bought the whole bar out, right? Everybody in there drinking for free on Puff. So you saw him kind of as this benevolent, you know, record label, you know, czar or owner, and not as somebody who wouldn't, like, take care of his people. So I think that's like... that's, That's a part of the marketing, though, right? I mean, you're right. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying for us, though. Like, you know, it is a part of marketing, but it is. But it's also when you see that, when you say, "Oh man, he came here," and for some people, he don't even know he bought the whole bar. Puff's just balling. Puff is a cool dude. Like that's that's you're right. It is about the marketing, but it also shapes your narrative of him going forward. Yeah. So then, when an artist comes out and say, "Excuse me, Puff didn't pay me," right? Now it's like, nah, not what that. you mean, Puff? What you mean, Puff didn't pay you? Man, Puff bought me shots all night. <laughs> and he don't even know me. What you talking about? So you end up siding with Puff when in all actuality, <laughs> then you see Black Rob, unfortunately, in a in a in a bad situation. And I and let's 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 say this too. Everybody got to have some personal accountability. So I ain't saying Black Rob's situation is all Puffy's fault or any artist for that matter that has a bad situation or gets in a bad way that it's, you know, the record label or the producer's fault. Some of the owners does fall on you. However, if you made a bunch of money off of these people, then you and you still making a bunch of money, then I do think you have a certain responsibility us in albeit whether it's small or large to at least try to assist them and make sure that you know you ain't you might not be able to give somebody two million dollars but 
If you find a guy, a guy that's homeless who helped your label ascend to the heights that it ascended to, then I mean, you living, you know, you still walking around in chinchillas, then I think you should at least try to like throw him a muskrat. <laughs> so how do we know he hasn't? Well, according to according to uh, Mark Curry, Mark Curry said he had done a little bit. Now, like I said, he said Puffy had done, Puff. He said Puff had done some things for him, but a lot of that came after people kind of saw Black Rob's situation, and they kind of started, you know, not necessarily going in on him on social media, but at least bringing up the subject. And then he kind of stepped up a little bit. Now, you're right though. Do I know the total ins and outs of it definitely not yeah i'm not aware of any time that puffy has um actually addressed the matter where so you hear the artist coming out and saying and i think we i mean you could use his silence as um an admittance that it happened but i don't know if that's the wise thing to do but i don't know if puffy's ever spoke out about the complaints that have been leveled against him in terms of how he ran his is bad boy still around is still a record label yeah, yeah, because Puffy got another album supposed to be dropping. So yeah, who? How? I don't know. Puffy well, he dropped out. He he's Sean Love now. Sean Holmes. He <laughs> dropping it from the kitchen table to the floor. What you talking about? <laughs> dropping. And uh, Wait, if I can he... mistake, that French Montana is still on Bad Boy. Well, that's right. You're right. And 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 uh, Machine Gun Kelly too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bad Boy is still here. French Montana is still here. So yeah. Yeah, he he changed his name. Oh yeah, Puffy just changed his name uh, Monday to Sean Love Combs. It's on his passport. He took a picture mm-hmm. of it. But it don't well, lie. that's kind of Shine Love Combs. Now that's, that's kind of, Love. Combs. Oh, Sean. I thought you said yeah. Shine. I was about to say uh, now, that's this. I was about to say that. I was gonna say I, now that's disrespectful as hell. My Memphis, my Memphis country just came in right there. It was Sean. Yeah, no, I, I, was gonna, yeah. I don't say that. that that's disrespectful. No, no, he just gave himself Sean. Sean would have stopped being a Hasidic Jew and came and beat his ass. That's my point. <laughs> but I guess at this point, what they can at what point does his responsibility to what you were saying, G, what point did his responsibility stop though? Is he responsible for taking care of taking care of everybody in perpetuity? Because at some point in his career they did something it wasn't charity, he paid them. Yeah. They agreed to a contract and whether or they not did. they didn't have outside counsel on their own to advise them, it was a business deal. That's so they didn't come that. and do something for free and he owes them. But at what point is it like, well, wait a minute, I paid you for your services. When did, I mean, when did that end? I, I, I mean, no, that's like, as you said, that doesn't last for somebody's whole life. But I still say that if I mean that that goes for if if I built a company to the point where I'm up here and I'm living on a high 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 horse and I have money where I can where I can help that's not going to necessarily cost me or hurt me then yeah I mean I'm saying do you have an actual obligation no do you have a moral obligation in some sense. To a, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. yes, in my opinion, but that's my opinion. And maybe that's just how I would function. Now, once again, you can't just keep throwing money at people. Like, you know, if Pookie want to keep going to the crack house, you can't just <laughs> you keep can't throw no money at the situation. 
Yeah. I mean, you can offer to get Pookie help once or twice, right? And if he accepts it, so be it. But then after that, that's a you know, it's a different scenario. But I, I guess my thing was, and I could be wrong because I don't know the like I said, I don't know all the uh specifics surrounding it, but Black Rob's situation wasn't he it seemed to be more like he didn't have adequate medical care. And once again, you heard uh um was that Jada that was talking about rappers need a union? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's what I mean. So you know, that's a deeper. That's you know, maybe it's maybe to your point, Dandridge, Maybe that is what it is. So hey, you know, there's no guarantee after you've made this record company millions of dollars, and you know they they screwed you on your contract or you didn't pay attention to the fine print because you were just so happy to have a record deal that. Like maybe you do need a union where you pay where you pay union dues and when something like this happens, you gotta fall back. But I mean, you know, that's that's up for debate too. Yeah, you know, just like in the union, like in the UAW, niggas don't love paying those paying those dues. They hate paying them dues until they're in front of the damn uh, uh labor relations manager. Then they like, thank God for those dues. <laughs> That's true. No, I mean, I think it's I think it's helpful. I think sometimes we as a society make decisions about how people should spend their money, um, or how if people have money, right? I think it, it appears to us that Puff got money, but we don't know Puff's story. Shit, Puff might gotta buy a bigger plate than everybody else, so it might cost him more to be Puff, right? Yeah. Um, so I think there's personal responsibility. I think it's the nice thing to do. It's the right thing to do. I don't think he could sh- he should get shitted on because he may choose not to do it. Yeah, but you know well, this society is about shitting on people for not doing what they think they should do. I mean, you oh, know it's a cancel culture society yeah. for sure. No, delete, 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 delete. Yeah, <laughs> delete that cancel society. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that's what culture does. They, oh, try to okay. delete you. they like try to hit the delete button. Yeah. No, nah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Man, I had to make sure. I was like, oh, damn, that's good banter. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, yeah, they tried to delete him. They just tried to delete him and them. And he was like, what? Right. Cancel me. Go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, go away. But I just think that, I, yeah, I mean, there's a host of credible artists that were on Bad Boy that you just don't even hear anything about. Like, it just I, doesn't even come up. I mean, I think, was Faith on Bad Boy? Yeah, she was the first was lady she, of Bad Boy. She was the first lady of Bad Boy. So you hear about her, a proxy, because she's now married to Stevie J, which that, is a very interesting dynamic. Um, but, I mean, she had her album or two, and then I think she was able to, stay above the water because she was married to Biggie, right? She had this celebrity by proxy. And right. and that gave her a little bit of clout. But I don't think Lil' Kim was on Bad Boy, but Lil, I'm sure Lil she Kim was on she was on uh Puff Puff get, let um Biggie have her as an artist. Puff uh Biggie's album label was called Undies Records he made with Lance Hunt. Yeah and Lance record, yeah. and Lil' Kim was the first artist on there and it was through Atlantic. So yeah. But nah, she ain't have her. But here's the funny thing. I could name like a couple artists and y'all gonna be like, who? Like Sherry Dennis. <laughs> Remember what song she said? For sure, a who from me. <laughs> that girl like, I love you. Well, you know, that's how it well, that's Well, that's why, and that's why we don't remember. That was a hit. That was a hit. That's why. 
That's why we don't remember her. Yeah. But... And, was... <laughs> and uh, what's the old girl name who Puffy was uh, kicking it with? Oh, Cassie. Did Cassie, Cassie. ever come out with a nope, I don't I, think so. <laughs> I, don't think, I think Cassie starts sleeping with the president and CEO and was just like, you know, I'm going to ride this wave out. <laughs> And this is like I'm, I'm all sent. I, I she, she was like I'm all, I'm gonna sing on another drum. No, I uh, think Cassie. I think Cassie meant to have an album come out at some point in time. It just never came to fruition. <laughs> so cold. Yeah, that was that that was bad. That was, uh, what about what about what about Carl? Carl Thomas. Thomas? Yeah, yeah. He's somewhere emotional for sure. Yeah. All right. That yeah. album. Banger though, but yeah, it was a banger. I mean, it they was. Made, they made music. They made credible music, and that's why I'm, I'm just not understanding. It got to be more to this business that than Puffy screwed him, right? Right. I would like. I would hate. They would like to, to believe that. that. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to believe that there's this bad boy curse. I'm still. I'm searching for someone that was successful. I, I just. It's hard for me to find one twelve. Um, they were. And they they may have been the most successful. I want to say. Well, and the longest, and the long, uh, the most longevity. Uh, one twelve. What well, what would you say about the locks though? The locks only had oh, one album. They weren't successful yeah. on Bad Boy. They, got, they definitely yep. weren't successful on Bad Boy. That's yep. what I'm saying. Yep. They went to the Rough Rider. Um, hey, that's true. What about exactly? That's where they 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 didn't get famous or start really popping until they got with Herb and DMX and Eve and everybody. But what about uh? <laughs> What about Jeezy's group? Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the boy. oh, boys in the hood. Yeah, boys in the hood. They made yeah. one album and then they all left Bad Boy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like so, so basically, what we co- the conclusion that we've come to is that the artists who have actually gone on to have success <laughs> left the label, and they oftentimes leave. Uh, with this disdain or this public disdain of being mistreated by Puff, which is really unfortunate. Yep. It's yeah. it's unfortunate, especially just because we see him, like I said, I, I, well, I ain't gonna say everybody does, but I still think that, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, he was kind of like the, well, I guess ain't no kind of, he was, he was like the modern day Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. so to speak you, know, you, sure. can't, you can't get that title to Suge because he was hanging motherfuckers out the window no they, no they, no Suge has a whole documentary where he said that didn't happen and it's not true <laughs> okay. I got some swamp land in Vegas to sell you too <laughs> he said those things did not happen Vanilla Ice was confused now, you know, and we ain't just talking about Vanilla Ice I don't think he was the only person to be uh, See, roughed saw, up. Right, we saw we saw uh, Straight Outta Compton when they beat my man up and they made the niggas record. <laughs> that, that was a movie because also okay. Straight Outta okay. Compton, you saw okay. Dr. Dre act like he had some balls, so you okay. know that was some cinematography. Uh, who, who, oh, so oh, let's not okay. this, and look, oh, let's wow. not because when you saw Miss LA said that that happened. <laughs> no, said, no. You, you know that that you know that that was some cinematography because you know Dr. No, Dre said, said, nobody. Mr. L.A. said that someone got their ass whipped they interrupted the session with Pac and they got their ass whipped. Mr. L.A. said it. Oh, and Dad's and Corrupt said it. Not by Dr. Dre. 
not Dr. Dre. I'm talking but there was this the whole Andy scene Dr. where Dr. Dre was super tough in the NWA movie. And I was like, <laughs> now why did they go and do that? It has so much authenticity to it. It's and then they just <laughs> fucked it up. Up until that point, huh? Up until that point. Wait, and they Dre, just fucked well, it up. Well, 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 look, but to bring it back a little bit, though, like Puff, I still say Puff was seen kind of like the modern day Barry Gordy in, in a sense that you saw him as like black record label, putting on black artists, everybody taking care of each other. It's like a family atmosphere. So to then find out or to hear afterwards that it really wasn't necessarily like that and he really was quote unquote if you let them tell it all about the money and exploiting them you kind of got a different feeling you know it gives you a little bit different feeling about him you know you know you you don't necessarily looking look at him in the same light if 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 you think about what he meant to the culture now you think about him more from a standpoint of like okay he was a shrewd businessman he did what he needed to do from a business perspective but did he advance the lives of the people who were actually at Bad Boy with him while they were there? He did mo- momentarily, but not, you know, for the foreseeable future. I guess is probably the best best way to put it. Yeah, I'm a like like Dan just said though. Was that his fault that they signed that contract though? They could have even, you know, what I'm saying you don't have to sign the contract. You can always have a lawyer look it over and do what's best for you. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm also going to be counter to that. I also think that you know when you're giving somebody a bad deal. Yes, they have responsibility to read and 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 most people don't know how to navigate that and go get there on the Twitter. They're just attorney. They're just so happy that they're getting a deal. Just happy to be there. But if he knowingly is giving people bad deals, and that that's not okay. I'm gonna say this about that. He hasn't been able to knowingly. He he probably is giving studio standard. I mean industry standard contracts which are which are historically and known to be notoriously bad he's not giving them a bad deal he's giving them a standard industry contract and he might you know that he probably given a little bit more advanced than a standard industry contract so yeah i can't necessarily say that oh you know uh he knew he gave a bad deal all he know is just the standard studio contract and you sign it can't get mad at that but do at some point in time, do you have a responsibility to say? Why would you if it's studio standard? No, I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just just asking a question. Okay. I'm just saying, if people have been getting over on us for years, and you know people have been getting over for years, at some point in time, and I ain't going to say responsibility, but would the right thing to do be to change that so that you still not, you know, you're not just totally taking advantage of them. But that's a question. Agreed. I'm not, I'm I, would be the, I would agree with you. That would be the right thing to do is to stand, change the standard. You know what I'm saying? That would be the right thing to do. But the problem, but you know, people will look at it like, y'all ain't asked, you know, I know as a black people, as a, you know, a togetherness, we should stand together or whatever. But I was saying like, you're not going to say Clive David to sign that contract or have that with people. And Clive Davis robbed all kind of artists. You know what I'm saying? So they go like, how you gonna hold me to a higher standard than you hold Clive Davis just because I'm black? You know what I'm saying? Not yes. Really, you know. Right. I was gonna yes. say. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. have to agree. 
I yeah, I think I, I I do think that you you pay a black tax when you're in those spaces. Yes, I do. I think you do. I believe so too, but I'm just saying how other people would respond to that. You know what I'm saying? But I I'm, I'm not saying I ain't saying Clive Davis gets off the hook, but I'm just saying I expect that from Clive Davis. <laughs> you're right. For okay. Sure. For sure. Right. I don't expect for you to get me like that. Right. I expect that from Clyde, quote yeah. unquote, so to speak. But I like mean, you expect it from Jerry Heller, but you don't expect it from Suge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, well, no, that's not a good example. Because <laughs> I would definitely expect it from Suge too. <laughs> just like, just like, just like DJ Quick recently came out and said he yeah. burned his, his bad boy. I mean, not bad boy. His uh, Defroy loyalty, I mean, royalty check. Because he was like, I wrote all these songs and produced all this music, and this is what y'all send me. So yeah, I, I can see that from Suge. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily have used him, but but yeah. I don't know, y'all. I mean, I'm just saying it appears. And maybe it's not a curse. Maybe curse ain't the right word. However, it does appear that most of the artists on Bad Boy, we'll give them, we're gonna give them two albums at max. And then after that, over they off, they fell off a cliff. Right. So <laughs> so maybe it's not, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a curse, but Oh, I don't know. The show wasn't necessarily, it, it It may have been the spot to be initially, but it wasn't the spot to end up in. That's for so damn sure. Man, just listen to this roster, though. You said that. I'm like, you got Mace, Loon, G-Dep, Black Rob, uh, Carl Thomas, Faith Evans, 112, The Band. Um, uh, Danity Kane. Danity Kane. Uh, Total. You know, shine, shine. Yeah. Oh yeah, all those and nothing else happened with those. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how could you all just fall off the cliff? It can't be just the artist, man. Because some artists work hard. The artists that are successful left the label. Locks didn't get successful today. Left the label. So I mean, gotta leave yeah. the label to get rich, man. Like little Kim, little Kim wasn't no bad boy, so she left the label to got rich. <laughs> And then fucked up her face, but that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, but I mean, there's arguments to be made. I mean, I I, I could see Bad Boy getting a rap for this, but you, I mean, you could make those same arguments, or similar arguments about Death Jam. Nah, no. Nah. Oh, yes, you can. No, you can't. I could. The first five artists are legends and still making paper. LL. I, I'm sorry, voice. Not Death Boys. Jam. But Rockefeller. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, all right. Well, that's yeah, a whole different a, story there. Yeah. yeah. I, different I, story there. And I'm going to say this, though. Nah, I'm going to say this. The difference between Rockefeller and Bad Boy is Jay and Dane put them niggas in great, much better positions than uh than Bad Boy. Because Benny Siegel, I remember Jay Z saying this, and I didn't even think of it like that. Benny Siegel said, Benny Siegel said that, uh, Jay gave him a clothing line. He had state property clothing line through Jay-Z and Rockefeller. They set you up a clothing line, bro. They set y'all up in movies. They set you up. They set people up in well, Rockefeller. Well, hold on. 
So that's on you. Hold on. We can't count the movies. Gravity's <laughs> <laughs> a hood classic, dog. <laughs> Get down, lay down. Lay down, stay down. That's a classic. Property. Oh, man. Hey, that's cool. Classic. What was it? Property of the state? Wasn't that what it was? State property. State property. property. That's what it was. State, state property. property. Yeah. State yeah. property. Get down, yeah. lay down. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we can count. Oh no, it did paper soldiers. Oh, there was hood classics, dog. That was that's like hard breakout field. <laughs> that's like that's like counting that's like counting Master P's moves. I'm about it. Hey, it broke broke records, man. It broke down barriers. <laughs> No, he broke down some barriers, all right. Hey, but, but hey, uh, I think this was, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, you know what? Since it is Cinco de Mayo, we're going to get out of here so we can all go enjoy our Modelo Corona Patron. My any, other type of, any type of tequila, our tacos. Our chalupas, our enchiladas, chimichangas. Dandridge is going to censor me, but I don't <laughs> give a damn. Yeah. I'm still going to say what I say. So, everybody, I hope you uh, enjoyed the Talk That Shit podcast episode part two. <laughs> and I hope everybody has a marvelous rest of their week and go out there and you know get yourself a sombrero do a little you know <laughs> la cucaracha and enjoy Cinco yeah. de Mayo C- completely oh, un- completely <laughs> un- y'all be good yeah see y'all see y'all two weeks <laughs>